I think it's just a hard industry. The music industry, entertainment industry, is just hard to be in in general. And then it's like <laughs> 30 times harder as a woman. Yeah. Because I never know, like, when people hit me up and they're like, I want to work with you. I'm like, I don't know if you want to work with me because, like, you think my lyrics are cool. Or do you want to work with me because, like, you think I'm, like, bangable or something, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. Me- Hey guys, what is up? Happy Wednesday and welcome back to another episode of Side Boobs and Side Hustles. First of all, made it to 10,000 listeners. I announced it on my page. You saw it. I am so excited. It's so weird. One to think about because like when I'm recording, I don't really think about anybody listening. Like I'm just sitting here talking my ass off. Um, And then I look at the numbers and I'm like, are listening to this that's just so bizarre and then sometimes I'm like maybe this is not real but then I have like random strangers come up and talk to me and like congratulate me and I'm like oh my gosh hi who are you or somebody will text me and be like so-and-so told me that they were listening to your podcast or so-and-so heard that I was on your podcast and I think it is like a lot bigger than I am aware of even though I see it I don't really understand it. Second of all, it's just like really bizarre. I like I like attention, but I don't like attention. Like I don't love attention by any means, but like any time I go somewhere now, people want to talk about the podcast. They want to know what's going on. They want to congratulate me or like tell me that it's so cool and I'm like I get all like awkward and flustered and I'm like thank you. Thank thank you. <laughs> I don't know what to say, but thank you. Um, because I am just like doing this for fun. It's super fun for me. So moving forward, I will probably moving forward. I will probably post some sort of like Starbucks gift card on my stories that everybody can just use and go buy yourself a coffee. Um, just as a thank you to everyone. Still throwing around the idea of having some sort of a launch party. However, things here in Sedgwick County are shutting back down again. So I don't know when that will happen. Another thing, I am thinking it is time to call season one over. I think that today's episode and next week's next week's episode are going to be the final two episodes of season one. And then I think I'm going to take a little bit of a break, um, reevaluate what I have going on, what interviews I have lined up. Um, I have been super busy. I haven't been posting on my podcast page that much about that. But if you follow my personal page, you've seen how busy I am. Um, So I think it's a good time to call it end of season one. Um, But I also want to take the time to like get somebody else working with me, helping me out with all of the things and reevaluating just everything I'm doing, the segments. Um, I don't think it's going to change much, but I just want to take a little time to get some backlog interviews, get everything ready so I can deliver another awesome season, hit some more goals. Um, So yeah, I will continue probably to do my side note episodes through this little break that I do. Um, I don't think that I could go without doing those. My life moves so fastly and so much goes on. I don't think I could like 
remember everything that I did in a month. I, I will probably do like a month break is kind of what I'm thinking. But the side note episodes will still be there. So you'll still be able to, able to hear what is going on in my life. I just won't be doing the interviews. Um, so yeah, this week's um, side note episode, I have a lot to fill you in on because I didn't do one last week because I was so excited about hitting 10k. I just wanted to take a break and like enjoy it. So now I have two weeks worth of my life to catch you up on. Um, I am recording this. I tried to do it last night. It is. I am recording this on Wednesday. Um, usually I try to do it in advance, but sometimes it just does not work out. So I am recording this as I am about to walk out the door for a shoot. I am just busy. I am busy as hell, which I love. I don't like to be bored. So like no complaints here. I'm just trying to like juggle all the things and make sure I'm finding balance through it all though. And finding what I really love. Um, So yeah, today's episode, I sat down and talked to Piper Landon. She is a full-time Instagram influencer as well as a recording artist. Um, So I kind of have to preface this because when we recorded this, she gave me the release date for her new single and talked about a music video that she had done. Um, And then a few hours after we recorded this interview, she called me and she's like, hey, I have to change the release date for the song and my producers are not happy with the music video. I have to do another one. So I had to kind of cut that out of her conversation where she gives dates so people aren't confused. Um, So when she called me, she was like, do you know anybody that can do it? And I was like, you know... I can. Um, It is definitely not my area of expertise. If you want me to do it, I will. However, here are some probably better suited names that I know of people that have actually done music videos before. Um, But she ended up using me. So this past Sunday, we actually re-recorded her music video. So when she talks about that, the story's a little off. We redid the video on Sunday. I'm trying to get it to her as soon as possible. It was so much fun. If you go, I'll post this on my store. (laughs) The behind the scenes videos are so fucking funny. Like I, it was so, it, what? It looks like we are so dumb and we are doing the stupidest thing, but like behind the camera, it looks really cool. Um, So I'm excited for you guys to see that. It was cool to be able to do that and just have creative freedom to kind of do whatever I wanted. So before we get into her interview, high key, low key, high key, I went back to Kansas City and got my lips refilled and got another half of a syringe and I'm much more happy with these results. Um, I felt like once the swelling went down, I definitely was like, okay, these are still too small. Now I'm content with them. Do I think I could use a little bit more? Yes. Will I do it? I don't know. Um... So many people have reached out to me like asking about the cost and stuff and you guys it is not near as expensive as you think it is like it is not that much. I had no clue it was this cheap to do this. I never would have thought that it was something I could do. I literally thought it was just for like rich people. Um, But here I am living my best fake lip life. Low key. I have been eating so unhealthy and like honestly I'm not really that healthy of a person anyways like I'm not like I I mean I don't eat like fast food all the time by any means but I feel like the last like week or so I've been like 
pretty bad about eating out and like getting coffee all the time again, which I quit doing for like months. Um, and I'm really, really not like a super unhealthy eater. I typically cook something, but I'm not like over here eating like cauliflower rice and like that kind of stuff. I'm not that level of healthy. I just try to like eat balanced meals that aren't too high in sugar, too high in carbs. That's basically all I really look at. Um, but I think just the amount of work and stress that I've been having going on, I either am not eating or like, so two nights ago I made chicken fajitas, which is not bad. Um, but then we made queso on the smoker, which is like not good. Um, and so last night, like we have a ton of leftovers and I'm like, okay, well I just need to eat the chicken. Um, but I'm sitting here and I'm just like, uh, I don't like even want to warm up food. Like I am just so tired. I am lazy. I don't want to do anything. So I order a fucking pizza. Um, I've got Andy's like once this week. I've had coffee a lot and I don't mean like health, like coffee. I mean like frappuccinos um which is so high in sugar I've had the day that we shot the music video I had McDonald's for lunch and then I had Taco Bell for dinner um so yeah I have just been I mean I 100% am aware that my like me being tired and stuff has to do with like my nutrition right now I am not like feeding my body and giving it what it needs um so definitely been feeling sluggish. Definitely feel like my double chin is poking back out, saying hi. Um, and I'm aware of it, and I'm gonna try to do better this the rest of this week and from here on out. We used to get HelloFresh, and well, we still do. I supposedly one was delivered yesterday, and I don't see it anywhere, and it's not at our old house either because we still technically are paying over there. Um, but yeah, we have decided that because we want to start getting back into working out that we're actually going to do not HelloFresh. It's a different one. The, the meals are already cooked, which is probably not going to be near as good. Um, but the amount of time it's going to save us as far as like cooking dinner every night, if we're going to be going to the gym too, um, I think that'll be worth it. I think it's freshly which I know, like, I am well aware it's not going to be near as good as HelloFresh, but I just don't have time to cook every night. So I think we're going to get that going and ordered and get back into the gym. And yeah, I need to get some shit under control. I need to give myself a little bit of time to take care of myself. Uh, moving on to that new new. Last week I said I was going to go to um, Dead Center Vintage or Camp Creek Vintage and... Yesterday I tried to go and they were closed and so yeah I suck I forgot about it but I really didn't make it to that part of town until yesterday I had a hair appointment yesterday so like I was like oh perfect I'll run by and they were closed so fuck me I suck um that new new for this week um <laughs> this is going to sound stupid and crazy and I'm well aware of that I am going to give another career a shot. I am, I'm not going to tell you what it is yet because I'm going to post about it on my stories tonight, but 
This is something I've wanted to do for a while and I've talked about it before, but I think I'm finally going to pull the trigger and make it happen. I really want to get into it before winter so that I have an additional income for winter just because winter is kind of slow with weddings and I don't want to have to like hustle as hard to make money or I don't want to have to like save tons of money for winter. Like it's just exhausting. I just want to have money coming in. Like that's the ultimate goal is to always have multiple streams of income coming in. And I think this is going to be really fun. So I'm going to go to an event tonight, give it a shot, see if I like it, and then pull the trigger or not from there. Um, I think people think that I'm crazy and that I do way too many jobs and that I need to chill. And I do feel like super guilty sometimes um, because I think that people are like, you need to find your niche and hone in on one thing and like only do that. And like, I agree with that a thousand percent. However, I don't know what the fuck my niche is. So I'm still trying to find it. And not to mention, like if you look at celebrities, not that I'm calling myself a celebrity, but I think that my mind is a lot like some celebrities. They are acting, singing, hosting, doing voiceovers, doing events, own their own businesses, have their own brands, are doing influencing, are typically doing some sort of like volunteer work, typically have a podcast. Like they're out there doing like 30 jobs too. And nobody's looking at them being like, no, 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 you should just do acting. So when I look at it from that perspective, I'm like, you know, I'm just like them and that's okay. But I do like get envious. That's something I get very envious of is somebody who just like knows what they want, what they're doing, has a niche, only does that thing. I'm like, I wish I could do that, but I'm just so interested in so many different things that I would literally be so bored if I only did one thing. Like I would be bored beyond belief. So I'm just here to say... If you're like me and you do a million things, that is okay. Don't let people make you feel bad. Don't let yourself feel bad. Like some of us just have restless minds and think that the world is a cool, crazy, awesome place and we want to try everything before we die and that is okay. It's okay to do. All right. I don't know. I'm like trying to cover some stuff without covering too much because I feel like Friday's episode is just going to be like a dump of like so much information that all the things that have been going on the last two weeks now. So I think I'm going to cut it here. Um, I've got to run to a shoot right now, actually. Again, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for subscribing. Thank you so much for complimenting me on my successes if you see me. Um, I appreciate it all. Excited to have this season come to an end and just get some more feedback from you guys, what you want to hear, what you like, what you don't like. I am big fan of constructive criticism. You will not hurt my feelings. I don't ever think people are telling me things to be mean. I assume they are telling me things because they want to see me do better. And I think that that is the mindset that you have to have if you want to be better at what you're doing. So feel free to reach out. Give me some feedback. I still have a huge list of people that I want to interview, um, but I am always adding more. If you feel like you need to be on that list, let me know and I will add you to it. All right, that is all I have. Here is Piper Landon.
guys, I am sitting down with Piper Landon today. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. You look beautiful. You're so cute. You're all dressed up and pretty. <laughs> Thank you. She was shooting this morning, so she had a reason to get ready, whereas I'm like, I got to go have lunch with my grandma later, but that's about it. <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you're from, and kind of what you do. Sure. So um, I am right now working full-time as a Instagram influencer slash singer. I definitely make more money from Instagram than I do my music. <laughs> Funny how that works. Yeah, what a fun time. Um, but my husband and I just moved back to Hutch from Wichita, and that's been like a weird adjustment because we've been in Wichita for like the last two years. So like not super thrilled with that, but we are learning to love our hometown again. Um, finding all the things to do but that's kind of where we're at in life right now and I'm still releasing music but it's a little slower these days (laughs) yeah so how long have you been singing and like how did you get into singing did you do it from a very young age or what's kind of the backstory there yeah so um it's kind of a family thing like my mom toured full-time from when I was like uh, seven or eight to like I don't know. She still kind of tours sometimes. So my dad's her manager and her booking agent and sound guy and like all the things. And they're this like super cute, like power duo. That's so cool. (laughs) Yeah. So they toured like full time and we would go on the road with them, my siblings and I during the summers. And I started like singing at her shows. It was rough. It, it was real, real bad. We, and she does Christian music. And so we would be like singing in these churches and they like wrote this like little kid song for us to sing. And I don't remember it. I was going to like say what it was called, but um, we would like do that. And then I um, like annoyed this record deal into signing me when I was 15. <laughs> like you just called them every day yeah I actually emailed them every day for a year oh my gosh from when I was 14 to 15 persistency pays off guys I kept telling my parents that I was gonna sign this deal and they were like you're literally not going to like they my music was super bad my voice sounded like you know like a 14 year old I was like a baby and these people after it was every day to a year they emailed me back and they're like we will get on a phone call with you. You can possibly do like a voiceover for our radio show. So my parents were like on the call with me. It was a Skype call. And I like interrupted them in the Skype call and was like, um, I said, I think I have a song that you guys will like. And they're like, we don't have time. So I just interrupted them and started singing. And then they ended up flying my mom and I out to Nashville. Or we flew out to Nashville like two weeks later and I was recording some stuff and they signed me That's awesome. <laughs> so, you really um, wanted it and you I really, really went did. after it I did I really wanted to be on Disney Channel but you know whatever I could I'll take the Christian record yeah. deal so I did that and then I did a sitcom with them for like two years and I played the high school bully oh. um, and it was really bad um I feel like I've been telling people more about it lately like I'm not embarrassed about it anymore yeah but it is like the most awkward time of my life like documented for all to see I am sure that is not something I would want to see either but it's a cool thing to say that you did I mean how many people do you know that have been in a sitcom I think like that was the peak of my life though (laughs) (laughs) was when I was 15 and on a sitcom because I'm like way less cool now (laughs) 
I mean, you could, they're still going up. You could be on another show. <laughs> yeah, I was really bad at it, so probably not. Did you, so would you say that you fall into the Christian genre still, or are you kind of doing something else now? Yeah, so I did my little Jesus EP when I was 15, which was cool, and then I I just like writing love songs and like breakup songs. Yeah. I really like writing breakup songs still. Yeah. And I'm like super happy and married. So it's really weird to people. Um, but I like writing, I don't know, I've always said I like writing sad songs for sad people. Because yeah. like when I'm sad, I want to feel less alone. And yeah. like, it's relatable. I, yeah. I definitely don't write Christian music anymore though. Mm-hmm. That was like a really big deal to not write Christian music anymore or do Christian music anymore. And my, actually, my song that's releasing on the 24th is my first song that I cuss in. Oh. And so I've already told my parents not to listen to it unless they want to be mad at me. Oh, my gosh. So I'm terrified. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all about being drunk on a patio. <laughs> Perfect. So. That's going to be so fun. Yeah. I'm sure they're still super supportive regardless of. Oh, they definitely are super supportive, but they definitely don't want me to cuss on my songs. Yeah. Um, so recording-wise, do you do a lot of that at home right now? Is that kind of – do you have, like, a big setup since everyone's kind of in the industry doing the thing? Yeah. I Before we moved, I had a studio at our um, duplex, and I really liked it. I still, like – I'm figuring out what I'm doing by myself. So um, I – I was using that quite a bit, but now I'm not as much. I'm actually going to Atlanta in, uh, next week to record four songs that I wrote during quarantine Ooh. and more songs with cussing. <laughs> really leveling like up, really, you know? Yeah. I feel cussing like is relatable, though. That's so true. I love that. Oh um, okay, so let's talk about the record deal a little bit, like the ins and outs of it, getting one, being in one. Okay. How long you were in one, all the things. Yeah, so I want to like preface this by this was not the Christian deal I was with. Okay, so so there was another. There was another, yeah. Um, Okay, so the label, I was signed to the Christian deal and that was really good. And that was like a great experience for me personally. Um, I just wasn't interested in being in the Christian side of the industry. Mm -hmm. Um, I saw like not people from my label, but other people that I'd really looked up to, like as a kid being in the Christian scene, um, like meeting those people was a huge letdown for me, almost every single person. Like uh, there's just the hypocrisy of like what they're telling, especially like when we were doing shows for like teens, like what they're telling like kids to do, like, you know, don't do drugs, don't have sex, like all these things. And then they're like, hitting on some of them hitting on me like a 15 year old and they're like dudes in their 30s or they are like doing drugs and like whatever um I was like not that was a big turnoff for me and I was like you know I know there's gonna be just as much if not more in the secular industry but I just wasn't interested in being a part of something that like felt so hip hop Hip hop. There was so much hypocrisy. I can't talk. But um, yeah. so I was doing, I started doing like secular 
like love songs, breakup songs, and like all that kind of stuff. And really just life songs, like whatever I'm going through, mm-hmm. whatever boy I was dating for three months at the time, <laughs> I'm like writing songs about that. Sorry, them. you're going to have a song about you that's going to be out for the rest of your life. Thanks oh, for dating me, bye. <laughs> there is this guy, that's total sidebar, but there is a guy that I um, really was interested in. He was like my celebrity crush, and I like covered one of his songs. Um, I've covered a lot of people's songs, so I don't think this is going to, like, out him <laughs> anyway. Hopefully, hopefully he doesn't listen to this. He follows me on Instagram. Um, but I was super interested in him, and we, like, started dating because I, I like, went out a couple of times um, because I covered one of his songs. But then we, like, wrote mean songs back and forth, like, about each other for years. And we, like, it was not a deep relationship. There was nothing there, but... His songs definitely had more, like, fans than mine did. So, people, I mean, he didn't say my name in them. Yeah, so it goes both ways. You have songs about you now, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of fun. I actually really I, enjoy it. funny. There's one of the, his songs that's, like, really mean, but it's so catchy. And it makes me, like, cackle laughing now because I was, like, 17 and I was the worst, you yeah. know? Like, it's funny. I show people that song. But, okay. Sorry. The label. Um, so, I started doing, like, secular stuff. And then um, I I ended up, like, auditioning. I'm trying to remember the series of events. So I auditioned for America's Got Talent. I was on the show for the second year. And the first year I dropped out, I got management. I was actually managed by this guy that used to be Mariah Carey's tour manager for, like, 20 years. Mm-hmm. And he was super awesome. We're still on, like, really great terms. I just... I couldn't decide if I wanted to do Christian music or country music or pop music. I was, like, changing my mind every day. And he was like, yo, girl, like, chill. Yeah. (laughs) Like, figure out what you want to do. I'll advise you in any sense. And he has, like, loads of times in my career. But I decided to do America's Got Talent again the next year. And then met some people in one of the artist holding rooms that, like, I recognized from a YouTube video. Do you remember the asking all them questions video? Yes. Okay. So like the Emmanuel Hudson and his brother, okay, Philip were there. Um, Emmanuel is the guy that like made all the funny faces mm-hmm. in the video. And so you're not supposed to have your phone out or like take pictures or whatever. And I was just like, can I sneak a picture with you? <laughs> He's like, yeah, go for it. So like somewhere there's like a blurry picture of us. And then I met like his management and label team and they like, watched one of my videos there and like this song made this dude cry and he's like this massive guy and I don't know like I thought I I, which I always struck me as weird because like the song wasn't sad I don't know why this guy the grown man is crying in public it was really weird but he was like we have to sign you and then I didn't get through I got through some of the levels of the process for AGT that year, and then I didn't get through one. And they were like, "Um, we want you, and then my boyfriend at the time, Dan, he's like, we want you and Dan to come to Atlanta and, like, meet with us. And, like, let let us show you, like, what we do, see if you're interested in signing with us. And so we did. We went down there, like, right before Christmas. And I'm not kidding, like, one of the most broke – times I've been in my life like we Dan didn't really work he was kind of the worst um (laughs) I worked like several jobs and like busked out on the street in um, Nashville and he kind of just laid in bed and said he was a photographer (laughs) so how old were you at this time I was 18 okay 
um, not making the best life decisions, but um, live and learn. Mm-hmm. So we went to Nashville. We went from Nashville to Atlanta, and like they had to pay for our gas and all this stuff. So like we went there. Um, they had to actually pay for us to even have an oil change. Like we couldn't afford like a nineteen dollar oil change. Like that's how bad it was. So they put us up at this super nice hotel, and we're like, oh, yeah, are we going to do dinner? Like, we didn't have money for food. And they're yeah. like, yeah, here's $200. Go get whatever you want. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my gosh. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> These people are so rich. Ugh. Um, if only I knew. So we, like, they, they showed us a night on the town, kind of. I was 18. I couldn't really get in anywhere. But, like, they had one of their artists, like, doing a really cool show, and it was sold out in this theater in Atlanta. And it was just one of those things where they're like, this is, could be you. So I was, like, jazzed about it, you know. And I ended up signing with them, like, day up. They're like, go have a lawyer look over the contract, which they even told me to have a lawyer look over the contract. <laughs> but I'm just like... Oh, I trust these people. And my boyfriend, Dan, he was like, you got to do it. Like, this is our way out of, like, yeah. semi-level poverty. Re- weren't really poverty, but, like, literally couldn't pay bills. So, yeah, a little bit. Um, and so I signed. And then it was okay. Like, we went back to Nashville and packed up and, like, moved to Atlanta. And, like, right away things started getting, like, shady. So... We were staying in this, they had a condo, or an apartment condo thing, downtown in Atlantic Station. And Atlantic Station is like this really cool shopping area. It's like in Kansas City, like Legends. If Legends had like apartments over some of the shops. That's cool. It was neat. Um, Two bedroom condo. So like he and I were sharing a room with like other people. Oh. Like we had, we had like a twin mattress and like sometimes other people would be chilling just like on the floor or like on an air mattress I think we had the air mattress actually and we were supposed to get our own apartment and like that didn't happen um and I broke up with Dan I think like three weeks in he was the worst so we'd only been dating for like three months too and I was just like I'm making it now and I like don't need this guy that's like (laughs) horrible um I guess I don't know I don't remember why I didn't like him that much but he was he just kind of sucked so, um, I broke up with Dan. He went back to Nashville. I was in Nashville, too, for a bit because we were doing some stuff with The Voice. And then, like, I come back, and they had been telling me this whole time, we're getting you an apartment. And that was, like, something that just, like, stuck in my mind. It was, like, they are going to pay for this place for me to live. And yeah. that was a really big deal for me because I just had been kind of floating around. Yeah. Like, just kind of <laughs> felt like a little gypsy. Um and I got back, and they're like, you know what? Because you're no longer with Dan, Atlanta's just not safe for you to live by yourself. So you're going to live here still with everybody. Oh, I was cool. like, um, but So, like, in the time that I've been gone to Nashville, and I went home for, like, a week, I think, to see some family, um, during that time, like, they had signed this other guy. And I don't know if you know who he is. His name's DC Youngfly. So there's a video <laughs> that goes viral about every about every year it was like six years ago um where he tells me that I look like Michael Jackson (laughs) oh no and it just went viral on TikTok again has like yeah several million views people always find me and link me to it and whatever so I was going like my birth name is Kenzie Mackenzie 
and like everybody called me that whatever but he would this guy was like really big on vine because that was a whole thing then yeah and uh he would follow me around and just like do videos and make fun of me and it was like looking back I was kind of just a brat about it like I didn't like being made fun of and I was like tired of his followers like teasing me on my page and like making fun of me on my Instagram like I deleted my Instagram because of this um because they're kind of mean but like I should have just like I don't know Okay, but when you're 18, you don't know that. Like, you're getting harassed, and you're like, stop. (laughs) Like, please stop making fun of me. Like, I'm sensitive still. Yeah. Um, Like, he would do videos almost every day, and it was, like, this regular part of his, like, comedy then was just, like, his... (laughs) <laughs> the white girl that lived with all of them <laughs> like that was their thing and like we had upwards at some points so we had like 12 people staying in this two-bedroom condo oh my gosh so um yeah it was just a weird weird time but um I remember walking out of the room one time and seeing these like white bricks I mean now I know that they're they're called bricks but like these white containers like stacked up on the counter and I walked out and I'm like I wasn't I didn't think I was that naive or like dumb but like I was (laughs) I walked out I was like what are y'all doing with so much damn flour and they like died so that's how I figured out that they were dealing like coke out of the condo and I think that like looking back I think most of the reason they had the people signed that they did was so that they could like funnel money through uh, the label and like not have to I don't know I yeah. not have money to worry laundering. about yeah um because I mean they signed me and then they didn't do anything with me um which was crazy I mean they just I think it's called shelfing somebody so like they signed me and then I would have nothing to do and they wouldn't let me get a job they said it made them look bad so, and they wouldn't really give me money either so I would just like <laughs> they're all guys I was just I, like every week and a half I'd be like yeah I'm on my period again I need some money for tampons and I would use that to like go eat oh my it God. was wild um I would they kept drug testing me because I would just disappear <laughs> and they were like I don't know they were like thought that I was out there like being crazy and wild and I would go and sit at Barnes and Noble all day and like read books and like wait for cute boys to buy me coffee or offer to buy me coffee (laughs) um and yeah it it really sucked I was going on like I would just go on tinder dates so I could get food and I would go to the same restaurant like like basically below where we lived in Atlantic Station and the workers there knew what I was doing and they thought it was hilarious. Like, I would go out with these guys, like, one time so that I could get food because the label wasn't feeding me. All they had was junk food in there. Like, oh. all they had was chips. And they would replenish their chips and cookies, and that was it. But all the other people on the label were making money because they were at least gigging. Yeah. They had nothing for me to do. They were having me, like, come in and do, like, these <laughs> super shitty voiceovers on, like, some of the rappers' stuff. And that was it. It was all rappers. And then they had me, like very white like singer songwriter like semi-country I don't know like I don't know what they wanted to do with me I still want to believe they had good intentions when they went into it yeah but it was bad and so I like tried I started like fighting with them a little bit um I'm definitely way sassier and like way more out there now than I was then yeah but I would like go to people that I trusted um 
in like upper management be like, hey, like I thought I was doing a record. Hey, I'm supposed to be on tour by now. Like these are months are going by and this is like the same situation. Um, and then I stopped going to people because they thought the con I have two crazy stories with this. They thought the place was empty too many times. So I would be like back in the room with the door kind of cracked and I saw one of the guys that was like their accountant guy pulled a gun on somebody oh and threatened God. to kill him because they had um, a bunch of money missing or something. So again, I think that was like very much drug related. And then um, the other time I walked out of the bathroom and they had rented out the condo to a porn company. What? <laughs> And people were like setting up to film on the couch in there and I and they all just kind of froze like nobody was like nude yet but I was like oh what's going on and they were like you might want to leave what so um and then it made me second guess like all the times that I'd sat on that couch I'm like because it's like a normal thing um, it was crazy but um it just got to a point where I like knew nothing was gonna happen and I, like, tried to get out of my contract. And they're like, you're locked in for seven years. They're like, you can't do music without us. Like, we get 70% of what you make, whether that's a day job, whether that is music. And that's, like, not legal. Like, I know that now. But I didn't know that then. I was 18. Yeah. I think I had just turned 19, like, when it all kind of came to a head. Uh-huh. So DC was still making all these videos about me. I was still butthurt pissed off all the time and then I got to a point I don't remember what he did he threw some ice at me or something or like threw water at me I don't know what it was for a video I was just done I threw everything I had in my bag which wasn't very much (sighs) and um started like sleeping in a parking garage because I couldn't deal with it and I also just felt unsafe this was like a couple days after like I'd seen a gun pulled on somebody which I've never seen before and it was just wild. I, there's a super target attached to um, Atlantic Station, and I just, like, slept in my car there. I've been friends with the security guy, so he would, like, do his rounds and, like, make sure, I, you know, oh nobody God. was, like, going to kill me or something. And it was just bad. Like, I felt, like, hopeless. And they told me that they would sue me if I left. Like, my parents wanted me just to come home, obviously. They're, like... You were living in a parking garage. <laughs> like, oh, come I can't home. imagine them being. I, okay. My parents would have drove down there and beat somebody. Probably. I know. <laughs> um, I think my and for part of this, I think my parents were in like Europe or something, like doing shows. But yeah, I mean, they didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do because it clearly stated like I had to live within seventy miles. I think of Atlanta. It was like the deal. Maybe it was a hundred miles. I don't know. Whatever it was. It was, like, within Georgia. Yeah. And I just didn't know what to do. So, like, I mean, it, it like, kind of led from, like, one bad situation, like, to another. I ended up, like, um, meeting somebody through the studio. (laughs) Excuse me. I ended up meeting somebody through a studio um, that I knew from Nashville. Met a guy in one of the bands that he was producing and, like, ended up dating him, really, because... He gave me a place to stay. <laughs> it wasn't there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, like, that was a bad relationship. There's a huge age gap there, and he was, like, not – he wasn't sober in any sense mm-hmm. and was, like, really into, like, 
more um he was just into drugs and I didn't realize it for a long time because I was still pretty naive and he hid it from me mm-hmm. um but I did finally get out of that I mean we were together for like a year and a half and I got out and everybody in my life like the whole time they were super supportive like yeah. <laughs> like as in we love you but also like what are you doing yeah. like from the label to that relationship but anyway um I I had to legally change my name because the label owned the rights to Kenzie and Mackenzie Millerman until 2020 because it was a seven year long deal so I changed my name to Piper. And so is that how you got around? The I started deal? kind of. They kind of just left me alone at a certain point. Yeah, like I, I mean, just ran away from the label and like dodged their calls and then they yeah. kind of like like the label doesn't even exist anymore. Okay. But the I mean people like they do. can't Yeah. That's <laughs> kind of scary. <laughs> I mean they can't really do if they can't find you they can't really do anything. But I, I you would have to change your name because if they found out that you were making money if they own 70 that's insane first of all what yeah it was bad so how long were you just from like when you signed that to when you like finally got out of all the shit like how long were you i i was deep for like six months of that time yeah um and then i started dating that guy and then that was like a whole other level of just like shittiness yeah like it was just bad that was we like lived with his parents like we'd go from like his dad's to his mom's and like he never had any money because he wouldn't why I don't know why I dated these dudes I wouldn't get jobs (laughs) it was so bad (laughs) he played in a rock band and he just played two shows a weekend and he would like live off of this like $150 $150 a week or whatever but like not really because he would just eat at his parents house and buy drugs with awesome. money it was like such a and to go from like such a sheltered life and like honestly like just middle class like privileged life to like yeah. be living in like that garage yeah it was That's just terrifying wild. it was so bad um and I mean it took me I <laughs> I think everybody thought like you especially after like I broke up with that guy that I was dating in Atlanta I think everybody thought I would just move back and I didn't want to like I knew that was probably the easier solution and I knew that was probably like the better solution but I just stayed there I mean I worked at like a really cool bar like (laughs) had money to get an apartment and like be a functioning human being and like met through all of that like through like the end of my time in Atlanta like the last like six months I like met my studio team that I still work with now and like met you know one of my bridesmaids and like all that kind of stuff which was really good but it was like three years of like pure hell (laughs) it was so bad that is really crazy yeah to be and it's just crazy that people get taken advantage of like that like you don't you don't know like if somebody says that you they're gonna hook you up with this shit why wouldn't you believe them like exactly yeah what are you and I mean I've definitely like worked with really cool management and stuff before but like I'm as recently as December of 2018 I like got totally bamboozled by a management agency like super bad I think it's just a hard industry the music industry 
entertainment industry is just hard to be in in general. And then it's like <laughs> 30 times harder as a woman. Yeah. Because I never know, like, when people hit me up and they're like, I want to work with you. I'm like, I don't know if you want to work with me because, like, you think my lyrics are cool. Or do you want to work with me because, like, you think I'm, like, bangable or something, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. you just don't know with that. That's crazy. It is. It's been nuts. Like, so December 2018, I signed with management in New York. And I was so excited about that. I was, like, over LA. I'm, like, over Atlanta. I'm, like, yeah. what, where's next? So I signed with some cool people, I thought, in New York. And, like, I had been working a really good job for a while. Like, I was making stupid money and they would give me time off to like go do music go tour like whatever I needed to do and um I signed with his management and they're like we have an investor and he's investing like 150 grand in you and like my music and like touring and like all these things that's awesome and we had a signed contract and everything and um I like they had me quit my job and I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because uh, I haven't learned everything. <laughs> and uh, they disappeared with all the money. Oh. For real. Like, I had no idea that people, like, did that. I don't know. Or so that, like, they took the investor's money. And just disappeared. Cool. Yeah. So that's... Um, I didn't, and, like, I obviously didn't have my job anymore. I couldn't get my job back. They'd already filled it. Yeah. It was, like, three months of waiting to get my money, and they um, disappeared with it. So that's when I started doing, like, influencer stuff. Yeah. Because I had no other income. And I was like, wait, I mean, I make, like, okay money from this. Like, I could, you know, maybe reach out to more companies or, like, dive into this further. And then now I make, like five times as much doing that than I did at my day job yeah which is great but it's definitely like never the path that I thought I was gonna be on yeah and I just kind of like fell into it or stumbled into it after bad management bad label so would you sign with somebody again or like um I actually just got reached out to by a label like two days ago I think if it was the right people that I would. Um, something that really sucked, like when I was being managed for that extremely short time, thank God, by the people in New York, like the guy would throw in my face when I was like, I was getting antsy about not getting my money yet because the contract was signed. He said the wire transfer had already been sent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was crazy. It's not like the, I had met these people online or whatever. My whole team and I like flew out to New York, like spent several days out there. We showcased for a really major label because of them. And like they're, legit people they can do legit things they just got like super scammy at the end (laughs) um but this guy would like throw in my face when I was like I haven't received the money yet like come on dude I you know you're making me feel weird and he was like it's just because you were burned by that label like you don't know how to trust people because you got super like fucked over and I mean I thought that was, like, looking back, that definitely, like, manipulation tactic. Oh, for sure. Um, but, you know, it's also, like, a little bit of a valid point. I think I definitely have a harder time trusting people now because yeah. of that. I um, would, do. Yeah, I'd be terrified to sign with anybody. Because yeah. even if, like, a you had a lawyer look over a contract, 
doesn't mean that somebody can't screw you over. Like it doesn't mean that they're not gonna like the people in New York. They just didn't fulfill their contract. Yeah. Like, you know, and I had a, my attorney reach out, and like I could definitely sue them, and I could definitely win. I have like yeah. an insane amount of like proof that they didn't fulfill anything or whatever. I have a record of me calling and emailing the guy every single day for like three weeks and I would be like hi this is day 18 of no response like yeah which is obnoxious but um I needed it in case case I wanted to um in case we needed to go to court but um I think I would I think it would have to be like the right situation um my dream world is just writing songs for other people like Mm -hmm. I really enjoy that like we sold our first song this year um to a k-pop group which is kind of fun but I think it would have to be like the right team and the right label and it would just take a lot of like time of um trusting and verifying yeah you know even on the little things yeah as a songwriter do you have to be signed or can you just work as a contractor where they just I can definitely work as a contractor I would like to get a publishing deal where um and possibly like a licensing deal Mm-hmm. I've had some of my songs licensed for like TV and movies and stuff in the past, but um, like as a songwriter, I would like to be signed like to a group where they like pair me with people that need songs and uh, like okay. working kind of in that group atmosphere. That's cool. Um, which is more steady, steady work. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope yeah. that can happen for you because yeah. you've had a really rough patch in the music <laughs> industry and you deserve to just go up from here. <laughs> But let's talk about the influencing a little bit because I feel like that's such a huge thing going on right now and you do that full time and people are probably like, how is she doing that? So how did you get into it? What are you doing? How much work is it? Oh my gosh, so much work. (laughs) So much more work than people think. Like it is not just like take my picture. No. It's a lot of work. It is so much work. So make good money. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So much work. um, Yeah. (laughs) So... I kind of said like I got into it because of that that management deal not working out and that's the god honest truth I was like stuck in not stuck but I was in Atlanta waiting for like this management team to fly out and like they never showed up and I was supposed to like play this show for Apple and all this stuff and like it all got canceled so I was like out there and I'm like not wanting to waste all the guys' time with just sitting in the studio, but we like we worked a ton. We wrote like 18 songs or something. I was out there like 15 days. Yeah. It was crazy, but I started like sending emails every day um, while I was out there, and I was like, okay, I I'm I'm thinking this money might not be coming in at the end. Maybe I got scammed, and I'm gonna like start sending brand emails. So I like started doing just like general searches and like kind of reaching out to some influencers too mm-hmm. on like how to pitch yeah what a good pitch template is um how to make a media kit and like really so February probably 2019 was when I would say like I really dove into it um and then I started making like really livable income about March or April um 
But, you know, if I had just started and I didn't have, like, a lot of following, that wouldn't have happened. So yeah. I already had, like, I actually have more followers then than I do now. Really? <laughs> I have, like, 121,000, and I think I have 118 now. Dude, they fall off. I've been losing a lot lately, too. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm choosing to believe that maybe these people don't use Instagram anymore, and Instagram's clearing their accounts. <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping that. I'm like, I don't think my contest got worse. No. <laughs> but I spend probably 20 hours a week um emailing like responding to pitches sent to me sending pitches um and then like probably five or six hours a week actually shooting and editing content it's way more time like on the um secretarial like end yeah. and like management end um but it's hard I mean it takes a lot of work we shot this morning and um I mean it takes like 10 minutes or less to shoot like a series of photos but then I have to like figure out when to post that Mm -hmm. you know make sure I have all the brand tags right because if anything is like just a tiny thing off like there's the risk of not getting paid because I just have to like read over contracts like 10 times to make sure everything is there um but I think it's like a very I think influencing can be like a very deceiving world for people like looking in because it looks really easy and like I thought I'm like oh wait I could be an Instagram influencer like that's pretty chill it's almost like not having a job yeah it's so much more work than having a day job yeah it's a lot it's very time consuming um and it's also just like easy to look at somebody's life like through influencing and think their life is perfect Mm -hmm. and because you're seeing like very edited and curated feed of their life and People are like, oh, she just took a selfie and posted it today and got paid. And it's like, <laughs> I might have taken that three weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a whole ordeal. Yeah. And then I had to like do all this research and like do the hashtags and do the other tags. And then I had to send it to them and I had to make sure that it was posted at the right day and time. It's like, exactly. I have to like send over. And I think what people don't realize is like maybe some people realize that, you know, images have to be sent over for approval. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times captions have to be sent over for approval, too. Yeah. And, um, like, I definitely think my original captions are funnier. (laughs) I just want everybody to know. I think I'm funnier than what you see. Yeah, like, they don't let me post what I want to post. They don't. This one brand, though, I compared, um, it was like a smoothie. It was Splendid Spoon. They sent me a whole package, and it was just a PR kit. I didn't get paid for posting it. Mm -hmm. But I was like, I want to try some new, like, smoothies and breakfast bowls and stuff (laughs) out there. Like, can we send you some stuff in exchange for some, you know, coverage? And I said, sure. Um, But, like, I talked about how my day was getting better since my dog had just had, like, diarrhea all night because of, like, their smoothies yeah. I'm like I don't know that that was their like ideal post but they didn't pay me so I got to be funny <laughs> yeah but people want to know like how you're using this stuff in your real life so it probably would get more traction to be like it oh did my God, get wait, more traction funny. yeah it did it got way more traction the brand ended up like resharing it and stuff because they thought it was funny and then they messaged me a couple days later and like hey is your dog doing better <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah he's fine yeah that's funny yeah um so how many brands are you working with are you working with ones exclusively or do you kind of just do like job by job like one-offs or is it kind of like an extended contract kind of thing I typically work with one-offs um I'm trying to like recently I've just added in my media kit like with my rates and stuff like brands have the option of doing like (laughs) I don't know anybody's gonna actually hop on this but like 16 posts a month um for I think it was for like $8,500 or something, uh-huh. um, which is, 
probably not going to happen. But I'm hoping to start doing, like, longer partnerships because, honestly, selfishly, it's, like, less work for me. Yeah. Uh, and I'm able to, like, really focus on, like, just curating good content yeah. and not having to, like, focus on, like, these one-off, like, $400, yeah. um, you know, random pair of shoes or whatever that, like, I'm getting paid to do yeah. when I can, like – but, I mean, honestly, most of my stuff has been – one-offs or like maybe I think the most has been like three posts yeah um and I try to be really selective with the brands that I work with but when it's one-offs it's so hard oh yeah like I don't have time to like have a team like go through all their stuff and make sure like they've never done anything bad or like whatever yeah and I've like recently really ran into that I don't know if you have you seen the stuff about Shein Uh so they're oh, selling no. a swastika necklace. Oh, I did not know that. I didn't either <laughs> until a bunch of people tagged me in it, and they're like, really, you promote this brand? And I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. But actually, nobody else did either. I think it had been like a recent ad on their site. But they're okay. refusing to comment on it. They're blocking everybody that's asking them about it. So, like, I am no longer working with them. I had a brand deal with them, and I, like, emailed them. And yeah. I was like, yeah. I'm not comfortable promoting your brand as you're selling swastika on your website. It's crazy. So do you use, um, like, scheduling apps, or you just kind of... (laughs) I should. (laughs) Um, I use an app called Planoli to help me plan my content, Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm not very, like, consistent with using that. I use it, but I don't let it schedule from there because I think it ruins your engagement. Yeah, I... Like, I put it on there to see what it looks like, and then I'm like, okay, now I have to go post it by myself. I think I just decided I didn't want to post, or I didn't want to pay, like, the $5 a month for it. Oh, yeah. So I just I, paid for it the other day. Oh, I was yeah. like, finally, I'll pay for it, whatever. Yeah. I, I always feel like on the app, though, for some reason, maybe it's because it's just true, but I'm like, none of my stuff looks good together. Yeah. <laughs> my colors don't look good anymore. I, I don't like it. But then I will, like, will look at my feed, and I'm like, I don't hate this. But, yeah. like, on the actual app, it, I'm it always, like, discouraged. Yeah. I'm like, no, I don't like it. Um, so for anybody that was looking to get into social influencing, do you have any tips or tricks, advice on how to effectively do it and not just <laughs> waste your time and not really make any money? Sure. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody should be a social media influencer. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I feel like there's so much space for that. Um especially in the Midwest, like, we don't have very many, mm-hmm. and I want there to be more people. Yeah. <laughs> so I've, like, tried to bully my friends into becoming, like, Instagram influencers. It hasn't yeah. worked so far, but in my head, it's going to. Um, I think, like, a huge thing, no matter what you're following, is have a really good media kit. Mm-hmm. Everybody you've worked with, um, whether that's just them reposting your picture from, like, a major brand or whatever, to just gifting products, like, you have a list of like all the name brands that you've worked with that people could recognize having great content posting consistently I think that people should post one time a day I'm about to start posting two times a day so we'll see how that works Mm -hmm. um but I think being really authentic with your content and just genuine and like talking about things that you know find your niche and then talk about it stick to it um like if you are (laughs) if you are super into fashion, but like maybe you want to start trying to cook, maybe just stick to fashion for a little bit 
um, and like don't float around to the different niches as you are building your following. And then you can incorporate more of like your day-to-day life and like, I don't know. You just got to talk about what you know. Yeah. If you try to go from one thing to a hard other thing, I know this from experience because I did it, but it's fine. Because I worked really hard in the industry or in the hunting industry. So I worked with like Cabela's and Bass Pro and all these big companies. And I was like, okay, but like I'm not hunting every day and this is really hard for me to have consistent content. Like, yeah, I do other stuff. Like I'm a girl, like I can do girly stuff too. So finally I was like, fuck it. Flipping the switch and doing the other shit. I lost like 600 followers and I was like, oh my God. A bunch of dudes don't want to see me do my makeup, but I know for a while I was trying to do all travel content. So when I went on trips, I'd be on like this three day trip and I would bring like, I don't know, 25 outfits or something. So it looked like I was in like when I went to, I think I was in California. Yeah. California last year. It looked like I was there for like a month and a half. Like I brought so much stuff. I think it was there like six days. Yeah. But it's too much work. It's hard. I, it's hard. (laughs) Um, and I really, like I was thinking about this the other day. Like I definitely um, spend a lot of time, like you know, sending emails and shooting content and all of that. But I also like chose to like instead of like going and getting a day job and just doing music, like um, as my hustle or whatever. Like I chose to do this because it gives me more free time and gives me flexibility. And like mm-hmm. I want to actually appreciate that and enjoy that, and not like go crazy all the time. Yeah. So I'm trying to, like, be more just authentic and, like, showing more of my day-to-day content Mm -hmm. because that's actually, like, what's happening. This is me actually using the product at home because I'm at home. Yeah. I'm not in Florida today. Sorry. Seriously. (laughs) Um, Who all is shooting your content? Is it your husband? Is he your Instagram husband? Do you set it up yourself? What you got going on? Um, I've been making my little sister shoot a lot of it lately, but... um, I would say 70% of the content is shot by my husband. He is so good at it. It is ridiculous. He knows my angles, like, way better than I know my angles. And he'll literally, like, I hate, you know, as a girl, like, you want good posture. So he knows, like, how to direct me because I'm Mm -hmm. naturally very slouchy. And also, uh, he most importantly tells me when to suck it in. <laughs> I'll be like standing somewhere, like especially those the swimsuits that we just shot. Uh-huh. He's like, seriously, suck it in. Can you stop messing around? I'm like, <laughs> sorry, babe. <laughs> then we knock it out. He's like, I told you, it'd look better if you suck it in. Oh my gosh, that's so it's awesome. The best. <laughs> I really need my boyfriend to do my stuff, but I'm like, I can do it myself. Best. But it would be oh, way faster it. if I just had him do it. Oh, yeah. Sometimes we'll get in, like, little arguments about how he's shooting it or whatever. And he's like, just do it yourself. And I'm like, oh, I take it back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you travel a lot. Is that for influencing, too? Are you promoting um, resorts and stuff? Or do you just travel a lot in general? Um, A lot of the time I'm traveling, like, I'm paying for flights out of my pocket. And then I'm staying at hotels for free Mm -hmm. and shooting travel content. So I've done a couple of travel board things. and I've actually just done one for a state. I did travel ne- travel board for Nebraska last year, and they, like, flew me in and, like, whatever, um, put us up, a bunch of influencers, and we, like, went and shot stuff around Nebraska. Um, but most of the time, I'm paying for it out of my pocket and partnering with, like, restaurants and hotels and stuff. And it's, like, a kind of, like, a fun vacation, but it's also, like, very much, like, shooting the whole time and just, like, working the whole and time. Exhausting. So, like, it's again, exhausting. looks cool, but still working. 
Yeah, I was listening to um, a podcast. I am a huge Bachelor fan. Yeah, <laughs> I was listening to Demi Burnett's podcast okay. that she released yesterday with um, Katie. Can't remember Katie's last name, but um, they, they were talking about like how Coachella is and like Katie's experience with that and like watching all these influencers and sh- and she's like, you know, these girls don't even get time to like go and like listen to the music because they're shooting stuff like shooting stuff like a magazine would shoot stuff the entire time because they're working and they're getting paid to do that but they don't actually get to enjoy any of it and I like felt that in my core I'm like that's like what these trips are I'm shooting the whole time if I'm not shooting I'm editing and like maybe I'm getting a drink at the end of the day and that's it and it's still cool to be there but I think a lot of people become super envious of it and it's like do would you really want to like or would you just, would you really enjoy that? Or would you rather just like go on vacation like once or twice a year and like actually just get to sit yeah. there and like be present? Cause I don't feel like I get to be present when yeah. I do trips no. at all. I went to get my lashes done the other day and the girl that does my lashes is like, yeah, so-and-so is in here talking about you. And they're just like so envious of your life. And I'm like, <laughs> they're like, you just travel all the time. I'm like, uh, I mean, yeah, but I'm like working. So I mean, yeah, it's not what you think it is. No, not at all. <laughs> Yeah, I think that, and that's something I'm trying to, like, show a little bit more, like, on this little vlog that I've started, um, as I feel like my life has looked very curated for a very long time, and there's been, like, some massive ups and downs, especially recently, like, um, my husband and I just had a miscarriage, and that's not something you're gonna see mm-hmm. on my page, yeah. you know, and, like, I found out that I'll have to have a mastectomy in the next five years. Like, oh. that's not something that you, I mean, I've, I have actually talked about that. Yeah. But, um, like, you're not going to, you're not scrolling through my page and there's not, like, a picture of my boobs with an X on them. Yeah. Where you're like, ooh, what's happening to her yeah. breasts? <laughs> um, you know, I had, I just had um, three breast tumors and they ended up being non-cancerous. Like, thank God. Yeah. But, like, had to have, like, um, a, God, what is that word? Where they take part of it out. A biopsy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I think I've scarred myself for life. I can't even remember words. But I, I feel like my life is a lot harder. I don't have a hard life, and my life is a lot harder than, like, what you see and, like, way more... Um, intense than what you see on like pictures of me on social media yeah but you're trying to show some of that in your yeah blog now I think that's awesome I think that being able to relate to people is like way more fun than just like looking at somebody's page but again if like your page is to make your money no you may not be posting that stuff on your Instagram but to have a different platform to be able to do it is really cool I'm we'll see if people actually think it's cool or not or if they're just I like I don't really want to know about your life just keep posting nice pictures no <laughs> I bet that they are like oh she has struggles that's cool mm, we'll see <laughs> I'm excited for it I think I'm a little also like people are gonna be surprised at how flippant I am about like the hard things so I've been definitely consistently talking about how I'm like chopping my boobs off and throwing them in the ocean (laughs) I have said that so consistently that like my producer finally was like that's not really what happens though right (laughs) no no but I think it kind of catches people off guard I don't know um, do you have like a good girl gang behind you or supportive friends or people that 
you hang out with and cheer you on and I do. Um, my very best friend um, lives in Tampa, so I only get to see her a couple times a year. Um, but <laughs> her name's Blaze, which is always hilarious because people always think her name's fake and she has to show her ID. I don't oh know how many gosh. times that's happened, um, even with me being with her. But she is like my day one um, very best friend. When I was dating with that crappy dude in Georgia, I didn't know how to get out, and I was crying in a parking lot talking to her about it. I, I don't know what my thing is about Target parking lots, but that was on a Target parking lot, too. <laughs> <laughs> and we were crying. I was crying. I kind of just opened up to her. And, like, I kind of just realized that this dude was, like, abusing substances and that he was using, like, my money to do so and stuff. And I was like, I don't know how to get out. Like, I feel like I'm going to be living in a trailer park with six kids in the next, like, <laughs> for the rest of my life. And I, I don't want this for my life. And um, she said – she, like, literally wrote me a blank check and was like, just let me know before you cash it. But, like, you need to get out. Like, maybe don't break up with him today because you're on your period, but you need to get out. Yeah. And so naturally I broke up with him that day, like, an hour later. <laughs> But if she wouldn't have been super straight up with me, then I don't think I would have, like, got out of it anytime soon. Yeah. Um, and it would have delayed, like, starting my actual life. <laughs> um, but she's a really supportive friend. I have lots of supportive friends here in Wichita, too. And, um, like, people that I can call and be like, hey, do you want to come um, help me take photos at my sister's 16th birthday party? And they'll <laughs> drive an hour to go do so. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I think awesome. it's a very important thing to have those supportive friends oh for sure especially like in this weird industry where I feel like a lot of I don't know social influencing gets shit on a lot let's be honest it does so, so bad. it's nice people support us <laughs> yes I have friends that I can call up and be like oh my god I didn't realize this was due today like this brand yeah. deal I had to like shoot this and all the content was due today can yeah. you go shoot it and whereas like, some people would be like okay that's not real that's dumb mm -hmm. I'm like no it's not this is my job <laughs> yeah I don't want to lose out on this money yeah um so kind of final send off um what's kind of like your five-year goal or like where do you see yourself what are your ultimate big scary dreams um I really want two babies before we chop my boobs off so that's okay. definitely in the next five years that's what I gotta so work on right now. <laughs> we are we are working towards that um so that I would really like to be solely like writing lyrics for other people and like maybe doing a little bit of social influencing still, um, maybe more on the mom side of stuff. Mm -hmm. But um, I would like to be making the income that I'm making from being an influencer from like writing lyrics for other people. Okay. So that is my big scary dream that I'm <laughs> trying to force into reality. Oh, with that said, everybody please go listen to my single that I cuss on. Yes. <laughs> and we shot a music video for it here in Wichita that I asked you to be I in. know I was I was like first of all I was getting my lips done and Botox done up in Kansas City and my face was swollen and oh, I was no. running late and I was like I don't know that she would really want my face to be in this video I don't know what this no. close-up's gonna look like so like I'm just gonna pass but like call me next time yes um it was a super fun time I just like bribed everybody with beer <laughs> Like, please come and act like you're having fun. And then I invited people from, like, all these different friends groups that I have. And most of them knew each other, That's which cool. was awesome. And I had no idea. Yeah. And I invited most of them from Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> it's a small, big world. It is. So, yeah, to be on the patio. I am so excited. Um, 
I I do cuss in it, so I've said that 50 times. I'm excited to hear what word you use. I use two. Oh, two words. Okay. Two words. Okay. Perfect. Well, let the people know where to find you online, all your things, as well as your new vlog. Yeah. So my Instagram is my big one. It's at Piper on Insta. Twitter is at Piper on Twit. (laughs) Facebook is... Piper on face. <laughs> I've never heard of somebody doing that. I love it. Um, and uh, my vlog will be on my YouTube, which is Piper on YT. Um, and also on my IGTV. So like today's is on my IGTV. Okay. I definitely shot it like you're supposed to shoot a video like for Instagram. And then I was like, oh, I want to put this on YouTube too. It would not look right. So oh. the rest of them starting next week, it'll be on YouTube too. But this is <laughs> not. <laughs> Where can people find your single? Um, it'll be on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon. I think wherever you stream music, Pandora. Is that still a thing? I don't know, but maybe if you're on Pandora, then you need to upgrade your life, okay? (laughs) Okay, you can find me at sideboobs.sidehustles and find my personal page at brit.ferris. Thanks for tuning in, and thanks for sitting down and sharing all your stuff with us. Thanks. Thanks. Bye, guys.